From Jerusalem, this is Baruch Gartner with the Living Aligned Podcast. Teachings from the Hasidic Masters, providing the tools you need to live with greater vitality, connection, and joy. Just for a minute, imagine that you reach such a level of clinging to God that Hashem is standing right opposite you, and He whispers into your ear and He says, Wow! You have really found favor in my eyes. Not just you, your whole family. You know, with all those strimals. You guys are so from, so cute. When I posted this picture of my family, it was like a mixed blessing for me. Because on one hand, I put so much work into it and built a house, but it was my house. What did I do for Hashem? Did I neglect Hashem's house? So Hashem says, you guys are gewaltig. You know, and all those other people who are busy talking politics, running after power, money, lust, off with their heads, wipe them out, start new with you, a couple years of fruitful multiply, and I'll make you into a new nation. How many of us would be able to resist the enticement from the creator of the world who's telling you, you have found favor in my eyes? I want to make you into a great nation. That was the offer that both Moshe and Noah were given. What does Noah have to do with the golden calf? The Zohar connects the two. Why did Hashem call the flood after Noah? He didn't bring the flood. Noah was informed about the flood. And he focused on his family and not the rest of the world. He could have prevented the flood. Now, I want to tell you that the Zohar defends Noah. Noah, number one, there weren't a lot of tzaddikim in his generation, and he lived before Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. But nevertheless, Noah was not on the same level of self-sacrifice as Moshe. Says the Zohar, this was the test of Moshe Rabbeinu. How did Moshe look through this and recognize that here is an opportunity? Here is a door to higher consciousness. What was the code word? Hinichali, leave me alone, Hashem says. Why are those words so important? Leave me alone. Rashi explains that he hinted to him that only if he left him alone could he destroy the Jewish people. But if Moshe wouldn't leave Hashem alone, he couldn't destroy the Jewish people. Wow, big time. Moshe said the following, Better I should perish rather than the Jewish people be destroyed. How did he understand this? Because Hashem whispered into his ears this code word. I heard this from Rav Tzvi Cheshen. Hinichali is the gematria of May Noach, the floodwaters of Noach. The Zohar brings another pasik, another verse. Moshe said, Im ayin If you don't forgive them, wipe me out. I'd rather die. Mecheni is also the letters May Noah, the flood waters of Noah. And Hashem forgives them because of Moshe's prayers. The word Vayinachem is the third important hint word. Three words. Hanichali, Mecheni, Vayinachem. All three spell Yemei Noah in the name of Rav Tzvi Cheshen. An amazing chap in the sugya of this Zohar. 
So Hashem was hinting to him the whole time, you want this calamity to be called your golden calf? So leave me alone. And Moshe understood right away the hint, and therefore to the nth degree of self-sacrifice, Moshe went into high gear and started praying until he literally got sick, as Chazal say on the Pesach Vayichal. Vayichal is Lashen Tefillah, but also he literally made himself sick, he prayed so much. We talked about the concept of the golden calf being a problem that's really an opportunity. If we have the right attitude towards problems, we can recognize that they're cosmic setups. Don't get upset. Hashem wants to bring you to a higher level of consciousness. So for the Jewish people, we call it, what do you do when the lights go out? For Moshe, it was a whole different test. The anger of Hashem for Moshe is the darkness that parallels the darkness for the Jewish people. When the Jewish people lost it, they lost it because Moshe disappeared. For Moshe, it was a different test, but it was still very, very hard. What do you do when Hashem says he wants to wipe out the Jewish people? What do you do when calamities come to the world and it appears that Hashem is not happy with the world? What made Moshe so expansive? His das, his ability to see the big picture. This is the headspace of the tzaddik. Better I should perish and not the Jewish people. Let's end with a parable from Rav Nachman. It was once a king. He wanted to go hunting. Kings go hunting. They get in hunting clothes. They want to move around freely. You can't hunt in a crown and a cape. He's with his ministers and all of a sudden torrential rain. Rav Nachman called it a mabble, a flood. All of the ministers run for their lives leaving the king in the middle of the forest alone, mortal danger. He wanders and wanders until he comes to a shack, knocks on the door, an old man opens up. Hardly nothing inside. He brings him in, gives him a pot of porridge, changes his clothes, puts him to sleep on this wood bed, and the king is having the time of his life. He never felt so much comfort, so much warmth, so good from the hospitality of the simple person. In the morning, all of the ministers come with the royal carriage, the clothes. King, we want to bring you back to the castle. The king says, I'm not going anywhere with you guys. You, you only care about yourselves. I'm going to go back in these clothes with this guy's horse and buggy, and he's going to sit next to me on the throne. Says Rabbi Nachman, before the Mashiach comes, there's going to be a flood. And it's going to be worse than the flood of Noah. It's going to cover even the highlands of Eretz Israel, the Rabbi said. And it's going to be a flood of heresy. It's going to be a flood of promiscuity. The only ones that are going to be saved are the people who are not running after their own agenda, the simple people. Because the only people that understand the Shem really are the people who understand that the king is homeless right now. You want to build your family? It's a mitzvah to build your family. But to only think about yourself, it's not the right way to be. And the only people who are going to survive are the simple people. Specifically, the simple people have the ability to, inside all the turmoil of the world, focus on the fact that the 
creator of the world is without a house. How much are we thinking about him in all of our chaos? How much are we just so much focused on ourselves, survival, not being able to see past our noses? Especially now, as heir of Parshas Shkulim, every person brought whatever he had to the table to be part of the Mishkan. This is part of our mission. This is what I call unity. When all of Klai Yisrael comes together for a purpose of putting Hashem back in his house, bringing the redemption, even if not everybody is involved, if there's a critical mass of unity, we can push the spiritual buttons that are needed to bring the redemption. That's what we need. Don't give up. The problems are really the opportunities for something bigger. The problems are so big that a person thinks that if I can't fight this, this is big. This is pandemic. This is world problems. I can't even deal with my own little problems. No, we have to recognize the king is without a house. Now it's time to focus on Hashem's house. Let's build the house of Hashem. Always stay connected and subscribe now to the Living Align Podcast.